in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries. One group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka. Each week, we take a look back at one movie that is reaching that 30-year milestone. Whether you love seeing these films in the theater or enjoying them for the first time at home, we invite you to join us this year as we travel back in time to 1986. I am your host, John Reed, and you're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Welcome to episode number 70 of the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, this time around, we are talking Captain America Civil War. Um, and uh, just real quick as we get into this, I, and what's amazing is we are the only podcast that's talking about Civil War. Really? I don't think anybody, no, nobody else is talking about it. Nobody else has put out any kind of shows. Well, well we're, no, we're, we're on the forefront of... No, that's totally made up. Oh. We're, oh. we're like last in line. <laughs> <laughs> People have been doing this for the ever, movie ever is, since the movie came out. The movie is too awesome. Yeah. But we, since we do spoil all these movies and we talk about everything in the movie, we do like to wait just a little bit until people have seen it. So it gives you a chance to go take a watch uh, and see what you think. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, you may not want to listen. But if yet. You, you may not want to listen, may want to listen yet. yet. I mean, we'd like you to listen eventually. Come back don't. to us and listen after you get a chance right. to go don't see it. Right. Don't be like, no, screw these, screw these guys. Yeah. That's right. So come on back uh, after you've seen the movie if you want to see the movie first. But um, so we're gonna give you we're gonna give you some spoilers on this one. We're gonna tell you what we thought. Um, if you could, in the meantime, please feel free to go ahead and over to iTunes and leave us a review. Don't be a stingy, stingy critic. Seventeen stars. Seventeen please. stars. Create like three Apple IDs and put. No, that would be more. That'd be four. It should be like five, five, five. Well, I'm no, not a math teacher. Yeah, we're talking so math, and math is I'm dumb. I'm not a math teacher. Okay. So um, you know. Create all the Apple IDs you could possibly think of. Have your mom do it. Have your grandma do it. Say hi to your mom for me. Saw a thing online. Um, so glad I learned the Pythagorean theorem. Came in real handy during Pythagorean theorem season last April. That's right. That's right. how I feel about math. Right about April 15th, was that the? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So however many stars you want to leave us, you can feel free to leave us that many stars. Hopefully 17. It's, it's 17. Hopefully it's 17. It doesn't exist, but hopefully it's 17. Um, and then tell your friends about the show and tell them to listen and tell their friends to listen. And just play it everywhere. In the car, in the shower, in the... Well, that got awkward. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Because if you play it in the shower, you're going to fry your phone. And Okay, don't play it in the shower. Put your, put your phone outside of the shower. Turn it up all the way. And turn it up all the way. And then you can play it so you can listen to us while you're in the... That's, I'm no, uncomfortable that's, again. That got awkward again. Never mind. Um, just listen to us in the car. Or when, when you're mowing the lawn. When you're walking or jogging or if you're like us, not walking or jogging. <laughs> mowing the lawn. Mowing the lawn. Thanks, Val Kilmer. Thanks they for listening. Just went by on his ride-on mower. I know. We're, we're still waiting for your iTunes review, Val. 17 stars. What are you doing these days, Val? I Not much. Eating. Are we going to release the companion episode to explain all the, the myriad of inside jokes that we have no, at the outside? No. See, nope. no. See, people need to go back and listen okay. to those okay. episodes to understand why we're thanking Val Kilmer. All 69 episodes. Yeah, right. That's, right. that's, mm-hmm. that's to, right. To thank Val Kilmer for it's, listening while he mows the lawn. It's in there somewhere. It's in, it's in there. I don't remember which episode that was, but... All right, so this time around, I am joined by several co-hosts, and we actually have a guest with us as well. Um, we have, I have Pat. Hey, hey. I have Jeff. Hi. I have Christina. Hi. I have myself, John, and we have Dennis. 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 Check the hall. Okay, well, Dennis, you're going to check the hallway? He's checking the hallway. 
Nope, no Dennis. No Dennis in the hallway. All right. So well, lame. once again, Dennis may be showing up at some point soon, but... Well, then um, we'll start the whole thing over. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. All right. So, no, we're not going to start the whole thing over. Um, all right. So, we have one very, very quick new movie news thing, and we'll see if you guys have heard anything about this and what your feelings are on it. Have you heard about the George Lucas Museum of Narrative Film? Yeah. And what's going the on? The one I've, that's been I've happening for a hundred years, but probably will never ever happen because Correct. stuff. They want it in Chicago, but Chicago doesn't yeah. want it on there. They want it in yeah. Chicago, and they want it on the lakefront. And it's in kind of the area where a lot of the other museums are, and, and there's space for it there, but they don't want to pay for the it. Frontier. Right. They want to preserve that area, even though there's like an abandoned building over there anyway. Yeah. Um, they want to preserve it for the parks and they don't want to have taxes raised because even though George Lucas is paying for the building, the city of Chicago is fronting $1.2 billion for this project. So with, with that, now I'm not a Chicago resident, so it won't be my taxes that are affected, so I get it. But at the same time, he's going to build this museum, and it's not just like a Star Wars museum. Some people are like, we don't need a Star Wars museum in Chicago. It's not a Star Wars museum. It's a museum of film, and he's going to have a theater inside of it where young artists can showcase their avant-garde films and their you know experimental films and the stuff he used to make when he was in college so it gives them a place to show off their stuff he is gonna have props from his movies so there will be Star Wars stuff there but it's not a Star Wars museum the museum looks like it almost looks like kind of like an upside-down tornado it kind of looks like a spaceship so some people are like no nah, that's ugly we don't want that have they not seen Soldier Field I, well, see, that's <laughs> what I said when people complain that Soldier Field looked like a spaceship and now they're like complaining about this one too I'm like no it just people are always find stuff to complain Right. Like, if they don't want to do it, they will always find things. Even if they change the design, they will still find something else to complain right. about. Is it going to raise taxes to build it? I, well, if they have to do that, that $1.2 then... Taxes, raising so, taxes never go well in an no. election year. So I'm guessing... Especially in Chicago. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, that's, that's, I'm sure that they, they might so, talk about the shape of the building and it's ugly and... Well, Rahm, Rahm Emanuel and all the city hall, uh, city council people, they want it. They want it because they know what kind of revenue it'll bring in for the city once it's built. But the this group, like Friends of the Parks, I think is what they're... So they, they, they want to preserve the, the, the landscape mm -hmm. of, yes. of, of this area. Yes. Kind of like they did what, with Miggs Field, and instead of turning that into a park, they turned it into a concert venue. Correct. It makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> I got it. This thing was supposed to be... I don't be understand. I don't either. This thing was supposed to be done by 2018, and I've had it on my calendar ever since I heard about it two years ago. You're a nerd. It's not, I know. Um, did I tell you about the time my daughter had... I was looking on her little calendar that she's five, and I was looking on her calendar in her mm -hmm. room, and on, what was it, April 4th or April 5th, I was looking at it, and it was like, F-A-O-N-D-V-D? What does that mean? F-A-O-N-D-V-D? Oh. And so I asked her, I'm like, what's F-A-O-N-D? Dad, it's Force Awakens on DVD. Dad. Oh, good girl. You're a nerd just like Daddy. Thank you. That's why she's your favorite. That's parenting right there. That's why she's my favorite. John's okay, too. He does all the like Lego Star Wars stuff, so that's okay. But yeah, so this has been kind of a big thing here in Chicago. And again, I don't pay taxes in the city of Chicago, so... I, while I would love for this museum to be here, I'm sure, like Pat, you said, taxes in an election year not a, yeah. not always and, a very popular thing. And and, and without 
I mean, I have it right, so I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, but also I know that there's a lot of those things that they, they could say, oh, we'll bring in this much revenue and it will, you know, like when they said, oh, we've got the draft in Chicago and it's going to bring in all this money. Then you see the actual figures of what is brought in compared to what, you, so I, I could see where that would be a hot button issue. I'm not saying that, you know, a, a new museum wouldn't be awesome and I, you know, I, but I could, I could see where that would be a, a hard sell, a hard sell, you know. All right. Well, that's the only thing I got for new movie news this time around. Um, so we will go ahead and get on into our Captain America Civil War stuff. Um, so Captain America Civil War was released May 6th, 2016. Um, and it was a moment that all geeky nerds cried out in absolute joy. Uh, it was rated PG-13, directed by Anthony Russo uh, and Joe Russo, the brothers Russo. Uh, they both together have done You, Me, and Dupree, Community, Captain America Winter Soldier, Avengers Infinity War Parts 1 and 2, they're going to be doing as well. Um, the producer. Let's, let's stop there, because they already said that they're not actually going to be Infinity War 1 well, right. and 2. They're going to rename it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be two separate movies. They're not going to be one movie split into two. Right, right. Uh, producer Kevin Feige has done everything Marvel, so if you've seen a Marvel movie, he's produced it. He's a Marvel um, guy. He is an excellent, Marvel excellent guy. human being. Thank you, Kevin. Um, you feel free to listen while you're mowing your lawn, too. Um, 17 stars, Hi, Kevin. Kevin. 17 stars. Kevin. No less than 17. No less than 17. Say, say hi to the family. You can afford it. I've that, seen well, your that's, movies. Well, that's true. <laughs> you probably could. Um, uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely were the writers for this one. Uh, they've also written Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and the other two Chronicles of Narnia movie uh, movies, which were not quite as good, but that's okay. Um, Captain America, First Avenger, Winter Soldier, Thor 2, Agent Carter, and again, the aforementioned Infinity War 1 and 2 that will be renamed into something else. Uh, Also listed as the writer on this one was Mark Millar, who did the comic book of Civil War. Um, He also did comic books for Wanted, the uh, Curve the Bullet movie with Angelina Jolie. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did did Kick-Ass 1 and 2, the comic books, and the comic book that Kingsman was based off of. Music for this one was done by Henry Jackman. Uh, and he did Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class, Wreck-It Ralph, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. The budget for this one was $250 million. The box office so far is $943 million. And So it's doing all right. It's still going. Doing okay. It's, it's, it's made some pennies. It, it's, it, it, it'll break even-ish once mm-hmm. all, yeah. all things are collected. Okay. Related right. news, Robert Agent Downey Carter. You mentioned Agent Carter. Unfortunately, oh, that's gone. 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 So we're never actually gonna know how the shield was founded. Like we had the one shot, but it didn't really say much. So I hope that the Agent Carter series would somehow lead into that, and now it's gone. Well, it just needed an audience, and clearly didn't have one. But how is agent? How are agents of shields? Apparently, you're the only person that wanted to know. (laughs) 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 No one else seemed to care enough to watch. Comment, guys. Comment if you wanted to know. Don't leave me. My brother and his girlfriend did watch, and I I wanted to watch, but I have not watched it yet. It's in the backlog of TV shows to watch, but I. Are you watching Agents of Shield? It's like nobody's watching. I'm not even watching that anymore. No, I I gave it. I gave it a try the first few episodes of the first season and yeah same I, got, then I, then I, I made heard, it like episode then I heard four and I was done with it well somebody recommended they're like well, well don't watch those start with episode 10 and I'm like, well, that's kind, true that's what kind of so crappy true. show just tells you start with episode 10 and go from there like, yeah mm, because the no. first like well, I heard it I heard so it got good and then it just kind of fell off but again. I'm so glad actually you know Captain America the Winter Soldier it premiered in Europe like a week after it premiered in the United States 
However, there was a huge spoiler for Captain America the Winter Soldier in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. And it was right in the week, during the week that the Winter Soldier premiered. No, so I was somehow <laughs> behind just that one episode and I was so glad I was. Because yeah. I would go to the movies and I would be so pissed because basically the whole plot was revealed in the, in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, like, oh. And apparently, it was close. well, apparently they're get on board do, with America. Well, that's, and they're gonna they're, they're gonna do decisions. some kind of a tie-in with uh, Civil War as well. Like I guess I'm in, sure they will. You know, yeah, they got to keep that stuff going. Um, all right, so we had a few people that were in this movie. The list will take a while. Let's like who? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna go read a book. I'll come back. Go read a when, book when, like when, The when, Hobbit, when War, and the cast. Coffee, War and Peace. Let's get a coffee, um, guys. You know, you could go watch Game of Thrones <laughs> all the seasons. All right. Well, once you get started, go go for it. All right, so there's probably a character... No, more than that. Um, there's probably a character for every star you should give us on iTunes because there were at least 17 or 50 major characters in this movie. Let's get going. 17 or 50. <laughs> Let's get going. Uh, Chris Evans played Steve Rogers, Captain America. He yeah, was in Not Another Teen Movie, Fantastic Four, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's like all the really good MTV movies he was in. It. Mm -hmm. He was in a lot of TV stuff early on. Robert Downey Jr. played Tony Stark, Iron Man. He was in Weird Science, Saturday Night Live, Back to School, Chaplin, Ali did McBeal. Did he get an Oscar for a Chaplin? I think he did. I think he gotcha. did. We got an Oscar for that one. Uh, Tropic Thunder, Chef, and Sherlock Holmes. Tropic Thunder. Oh, That's he got an Oscar for Tropic Thunder, or was he nominated for a Chaplin? He might, uh, he might have been nominated. I don't know if he got one. Yeah, I don't think he Tropic got one Thunder. for Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Okay. I think Chaplin he did, though. Or yeah. was it the soloist? Did he get an award no, for that I'm one? pretty sure about the Chaplin. I was just okay. curious about the Tropic Thunder because I know that he was I'm going to look it up. Okay. You look it up. Why don't you Google that for us? Yeah. I'm gonna, Let's do it while right. he I reads the I didn't know I was such a good you Googleizer. <laughs> this, is the, uh, this is the segment on the show where Jeff searches for things for us. <laughs> yeah. Saves you time. I do actually have a friend what who has I a. Oh, I, have, right. I have a friend who has a podcast, and they have a little jingle that goes, "Let me Google that for you." Whenever they do a. <laughs> that's pretty slick, man. That's yeah. awesome. Let's that's, do it. That's the kind of production value that when we get 17 stars, we will be able to we achieve on our show. Yeah, guys. He was nominated for uh, Tropic Thunder. No way. Okay. okay, sorry, guys, my fault. Okay. I was, I was pretty sure about it. Who'd have sorry. thought? And he was nominated for Chaplin. All right. Uh, moving on, because the list is very, very long. Yes, keep um, going. I'll keep if, reading this. Okay. If I was not married, uh, nominated to be my girlfriend would be Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> she played Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. She was in Lost in Translation. Um, she was in other movies, but I don't feel like I need to mention any of those, because I really like Lost in Translation, just because she's in all of it. Um, but she was also in Girl in a Pearl, Girl with Girl in a Pearl Earring. That would be a slightly different movie. <laughs> It's like the prequel to Ant-Man. <laughs> okay. Girl with a pearl earring. Slightly larger. Um, the other Bolin girl, her and Lucy. Uh, Sebastian Stan played Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier. Yes. Your favorite. Did you My see favorite. the picture going around where it's a side-by-side -side of him and Mark Hamill? Yes, that he looks like a, a frightening. Luke Skywalker. But it's only like one, there's only one picture of him that truly looks like mm -hmm. Mark Hamill. Other than that one picture, like... I'm, it doesn't match up too but well. But maybe, I bet if you colored his hair and put him in a Luke Skywalker type costume, I, bet he'd, I bet he'd look pretty similar. I think so. I, I Google, I, image, I image searched him just Mark to see like, are there other pictures that are that, are, yeah. that are that similar. It's only that one okay. that they use for uh, for that meme. I'd, I'd be okay seeing him in a, if they want to do a Luke Skywalker spin off movie or something, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, instead of Helen Solo, maybe. 
Oh, whoa, whoa. What do you mean instead of Han Solo? I, I just don't think that Han Solo really needs a solo movie. Well, I thanks feel for like, being here. It's been no, no, great no. having you. <laughs> I feel like the three episodes and four episodes now. You don't feel like Han. In, you don't feel like Han needs a solo movie. Have him, it's his uh, movies. I had to like, do it. Really? I, had to, I had to do it. You don't feel like Han needs a solo movie? You had to I shoot first, so. didn't you? I did. <laughs> no, but <laughs> really, guys, it. Those I'm movies sorry, just, are more about Han Solo and less about Luke Skywalker. Someone, someone, do a comparison. How many lines have? Yeah, but Luke Skywalker was a whiny little brat. Well, that's true. And he's so badass. Please, well, he actually develops a character during the during the period of those movies. Look, he's just whiny. Yeah. True. I still would have loved. I still would have loved for him to like use the force to pull the lightsaber. Out of Ray's hand at the end of that no, movie. No, not like, everybody ah, needs to use the force. Not everybody needs to use the force. Well, Luke does, though. Yeah. I heard some, well, we're, gonna bring, we're not going to bring that up, but I heard some fun things about the new Star Wars movie. But that's a whole other we'll thing. That's a whole other thing. Back to your cast list, All right, my friend. All right, the cast list. It's going to take like an hour to get through this. Um, he was, uh, Sebastian Stan was in Hot Tub Time Machine, Gossip Girl, Black Swan, and The Martian. Anthony Mackie, who played Sam Wilson Falcon, was in Eight Mile, Million Dollar Baby, The Hurt Locker, and Ant-Man. Don Cheadle was James Rhodey Rhodes. He was War Machine. He was in Hamburger Hill, the TV show Picket Fences, Boogie Nights, uh, one of the greatest movies ever, Hotel Rwanda. He was in Ocean's 11, 12, and 13, and in a TV series called House of Lies. Jeremy Renner was Clinton Barton, Hawkeye. He was in 28 Weeks Later, The Hurt Locker, Thor, The Bourne Legacy, American Hustle, and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Chadwick Boseman played Prince T'Challa, or Black Panther. He was in 42, Draft Day, Get On Up, Gods of Egypt, and will be in the solo Black Panther movie in 2018. Paul Bettany played Vision. He was in A Knight's Tale, A Beautiful Mind, and The Da Vinci Code. Elizabeth Olsen played Wanda Maximoff. She was Scarlet Witch. Uh, Martha Marcy May... Oh, Martha. Uh -oh. Martha Marcy uh -oh. May Marley. Oh, there it is. That's... Oh, we said Martha. That means <laughs> the podcast is over. We can all get along now. That's yep. right. Martha is the safe okay, word. Sorry about the Han Solo movie, man. I'm okay. so sorry. Thank you. Martha, Thank you. are we good? We're good. <laughs> Martha's the code word for everything's okay now. How do you know that name? Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I did just Keep oh. going. You do. Uh, she was also in Godzilla, Age of Ultron. Uh, Paul Rudd was Scott Lang Ant-Man. He was in Clueless, Romeo and Juliet, Anchorman, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and Ant-Man. Emily Van Camp played Sharon Carter. She was in the TV shows Everwood and Revenge and Winter Soldier. My wife used to watch that one all the time. That was good. Uh, Tom Holland was Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Uh, he was in The Impossible, Locke, In the Heart of the Sea. Daniel Bruhl was Zemo. He was in The Bourne Ultimatum, Inglorious Bastards, and Rush. Uh, Frank Grillo played Brock Rumlow, Crossbones. He was in Minority Port. Uh, Minority Port. That's a, that's a sailing Minority movie. <laughs> Minority Port. Minority Port was a sailing movie. Bunch uh, of immigration. <laughs> bunch of immigrants in the sailing movie. It was a minority port. That was where they came in. They weren't allowed to come in the normal one. Don't but, tell Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, it was. Let's see. What else was he in? He was in Warrior, uh, The Gray, greatest movie about wolves ever, um, <laughs> and Winter Soldier. Uh, William Hurt played Secretary of State Thaddeus Ross. He was in Dark City. Really, really good movie. Uh, a History of Violence, really, really crappy movie. Into the Wild and The Incredible Hulk. You don't like History of Violence? History of Violence is one of the few movies no. I've... No! I, I, my no. wife and I walked out of that movie. 
Did I you loved really? It. I absolutely loved it. Mm. I was 18 when I saw it for the first time, and I couldn't get enough. Like, I don't yeah. think it was great, hey, but how you doing? I don't necessarily know that. No, I would walk the, out of it. Yeah. Drum roll. No. That horrible. Hey, Dennis is here. All right, oh, everyone. Hey, Dennis is here. Let's start over. Say hi to Dennis. Martha, is this thing on? Martha. <laughs> hey, Martha. don't touch the microphone. Uh, I kept him I from pounding, so, well. Would you rather be pounding or tapped? <laughs> I don't. That's this, a different podcast. This is a PG podcast, my friend. You come in here and start ruining everything. Okay. Uh, now we're on Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman was Everett K. Ross. He was in the Hobbit movies, Hot Fuzz, the Sherlock TV series, and Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Marissa Tomei, uh, Pat's favorite. There you go. <laughs> Pat's pounding his chest, by the way. Just, happened, just so we're heart, clear. Heart, what heart happened to Monica Bellucci? Heart palpitations. Oh. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. If you had to choose. That's a great about him. Hold on, hold on. If you had to choose between Monica Bellucci and Marissa Tomei, let me get through the list. I'll let you know. Like Batman versus Superman versus <laughs> Monica. Yes. <laughs> Marissa, Monica, and Martha. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Marissa Tomei was Aunt May. Um, I was she a was fan of Aunt May in this movie. Right. More so than Sally Field Aunt May? Yeah, you know. Okay. More so than the, the really old Aunt May? Yeah. Okay. We'll rank your Aunt Mays later on. Uh, she was in My Cousin Vinny, Chaplin, What Women Want, The Wrestler, and The Lincoln Lawyer. Um, okay, well, that's all the cast we're going to go through, because otherwise there's 50 million people in this movie. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 90%. The audience gave it a 91%. Um, Siskel and Ebert are both dead, so they couldn't say anything about this one. Uh, Cinema Score was an A, and there have been no awards yet, although it is kicking the crap out of everything else at the box office. Yeah. This one, uh, just we'll give you a little bit of the story. Political pressure mounts to install a system of accountability when the actions of the Avengers lead to collateral damage. The new status quo deeply divides members of the team. Captain America believes superheroes should remain free to defend humanity without government interference. Iron Man sharply disagrees and supports oversight. As the debate escalates into an all-out feud, Black Widow and Hawkeye must pick a side. This job. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. New York. Washington, D.C. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. Safest hands are still our own. What's wrong about you? The whole world was wrong about you. They're coming for you. I'm not the one that needs to watch their back. This doesn't have to end in a fight, Tony. You just started a war. 
Stay down. Final warning. I could do this all day. All right, I've run out of patience. On to Roos! Hey, everyone. Were you Team Iron Man or Team Cap? Going into this one. Team Cap. Why? I'm, 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 I think I'm always Team Cap. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I liked all the characters. I wasn't either side going in. Okay. Go, going into the movie, you didn't going pick in, a side? Going in, and I even said that just because okay. because the students were here like, so you're going to see it, what do you think, what do you think? And I just said... He's Monica and Marissa. I, well, I don't, a part of me too said, I don't want to call it, and then all of a sudden show up and have one of them clearly be like, mm -hmm. that's not going to represent my view. And then I got to spend the rest of the next four months saying, well, I said I was this team, but really this guy didn't represent my view. You know, so I just went into it and said, I really, I, both guys, yeah, there were, I, anything if I was going to say, it'd be, it comes down to which character you do like better, as opposed to which side are you on. And I, I really, you know, I, I like, I no, like is there one that you? But if you had, I mean, if you really had to pick one, which character do you think <laughs> now? More with you? Yeah, well, I would like to wouldn't that, wouldn't that be, still wouldn't matter. Wouldn't movie that be before? the next question? Or also, like, has it changed? Well, that was that was going to say. No. Now that I've seen the movie, you're asking me who I would align with, or the I would say just in general, like who do you, um, who do you, what's the word? Um, who, do you, who do you look up to? Look up to, but yeah, or like or associate more with like personality wise. Wishful personality. Yeah. Wish I could for punch me, guys. Like, exactly. <laughs> That's what I meant. Like, I can't you know, do Do you want a shield or do you want a super suit? Yeah. I, well, see, it, okay, if you ask that, I mean, I'm, you guys know, I'm in the things. So the suit is pretty cool. Then you go the other way, like, there's sure. nothing until Iron Man comes out that Tony Stark really represents my worldview at all. I mean, <laughs> like, up until the Iron Man movies came out. But then. You know, he kind of turned a corner there. So I really, I don't know, like the arrogance, I like to think of myself as not an arrogant person. Maybe you guys, are, but then yeah. the flip side is, <laughs> you know, he kind of had a sense of humor and a way of looking at things. It was kind of, okay, you know, seeing it, kind of cutting it down with humor. But then Captain America, there were things that, you know, I'd like to say. But then again, you know, he was jumping on grenades and ready, and it's just like, I don't know if that would be me. Like, I'd, I'd hope so. But so I, I don't know. I really going into it. I honestly, you know, I'd like to. Yeah. Sorry that got deep, but yeah, I really, I, I, I can't, I can't say. I'll think about it and I'll see once once we go through everyone. I'll see if oh okay, I'm more of this guy. But okay. Okay. But I really, they really, both guys. I really. Um, I, I saw awesome positives in each. All right. Uh, going in, I was team cap. I just, I, out of the entire MCU, I'm, Captain America stands out to be my favorite of the superheroes in Marvel. Did you remain Team Cap when you left the movie? Yes, I thought because of, because they gave him or his character an opportunity, opportunity to explain himself a little bit at the end and try to make those amends and say, I'm willing to agree to disagree, but you're my friend over everything else. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to be here for you. Even if we're not seeing eye to eye, I'm always going to be here if you need me. That's also and I thing, admire the hell out of him for that. There's also a thing about the movie when you see it. You can somehow relate 
to both of those parties because it really they both make perfect sense. It's just about the point of view. And you can see it also in a fight, like you said, they're still friends after all. They didn't want to kill each other at the main fight. They didn't want to kill each other. And you can see when War Machine is getting shut down, both Iron Man and Falcon, both of them go after him because they don't want to hurt each other. They just have misunderstandings and trying, they try to solve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I walked out still, Team Cap. Christina, what team were you on? I was always Team Bucky. I'm Euro- European. <laughs> Sebastian Stan is European. As Europeans need to stick together, so I was always Team Bucky. Stick to the question. <laughs> can, I be, can I be Team Hulk? Like, I think Hulk would Sure. Be, okay. Team Thor! <laughs> or what about, like, can we go into X-Men? Because, like, favorite guys. Go for it. Team Wolverine. <laughs> it's like, these guys, like, I like both of them so much, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm Team Scarlett Johansson. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, oh, that's God, not fair. Yeah, well, well, hold on now. You didn't ask that. Hey, you gave me two choices because I said she's not that. even on a team. To be honest, if you saw the movie, she's not even she on a team. She could be on my team. team. But Scarlett Johansson. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Team Emily Van Camp. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I just they're both equal in my eyes. There's oh, other guys Scarlett. that I would say Scarlett over Emily. Both. That's why. Were you, were you talking about Scarlett and Emily? No, I was oh. saying... Oh, no. um, <laughs> okay. His, his wheels are still turning on Can, we, can we talk <laughs> about Elizabeth Olsen, though? Like, when no. they announced... We can't. When they announced Elizabeth nope. Olsen to be Scarlet Witch, even I was so against her. I just... I couldn't see her as Scarlet Witch, but I think she's really killing it. I think she's amazing in the movie. So, like, if you're listening, Elizabeth, I'm sorry I dabbed it to you because you're awesome. Right. I'm sure I, she is listening. Well, she's probably mowing the lawn. Seventeen stars. Seventeen stars. Seventeen stars. All the all the celebrities are mowing their lawns and listening to our podcast. So, Reed, yeah. what what side? Who's what are you laughing at? At uh, team team captain, team captain. I'm on team Dennis. Team Dennis. <laughs> um, team Scarlett Johansson. Um, going on to, I think going into it, I was team Cap, and that was because I think that for the same reason you said from the first. Captain America movie until now, that's the character that when I look at, I'd be like, I think that if I was in this situation, I would hope that I'm more like that person. Like, I would hope I would be more like Steve Rogers. Um, also, having having read the comic book of Civil War, in the comic book, I, it was much more clear-cut, I'm on Captain America's side in this whole thing. Why? Um, I'm dri- I, there, I haven't read the comics. I haven't read a summary. There's so much yet. more in the comics. Uh, there's so much more happening in the movie than there is in the comics. In the comics, it's really truly about the registration act. But there's a lot more happening in the movie. Okay, but what is it about the the story of the comic that makes you so clear cut? Because Cap. to me, it felt like the comics made they didn't make Iron Man a villain because Tony Stark was still. The head of the the registration the pro registration group it was him and um, Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four they okay. were kind of the top ones for the registration act and not not that they made him a villain but they made him a lot more unlikable than he was in the movie in the comic book he, by the end of the comic book you really even if you liked Iron Man I kind of felt like because I liked Iron Man going into it by the time the comic book ended I was like oh, I, no I don't like Iron Man anymore. so is that what your because. Previously, we've talked, and like you were almost willing or ready to throw the comic book oh, on the I did. floor. I like, physically threw the comic book. So, on the was floor it because it of what they did with Tony Stark that you no. didn't? No. The reason, what, I, what threw the, the the reason I threw the comic book on the floor was how it ended, 
and it, it was it almost ended too fast. Yeah. And that's after true. that whole after that whole thing, the whole Civil War thing, Captain America surrenders. Like it yep. wasn't even a Oh uh, really? Mm -hmm. Yep. And ultimately, I was like, okay, are, and well, here, this are, are is you the last read, page. I was like, what's going somewhere? on? What's happening now? Maybe. Okay. When you say surrenders, like he he just, after, yeah, after some he other, sees what's a, happening, that they're basically tearing each other apart. They were like truly fighting in the comics, like truly. He like surrenders I said, in the fight, but not about signing the. Uh, he doesn't sign it, but he surrenders and they arrest him. Okay. So he, but he I gives up. He just, okay. he kind of, and it's very quick. It's almost like. But a, he does so for the. Greater well, good because he, does he so, recognizes the he how does so for the greater him. good because I think in the if I'm remembering right in the comic one of the heroes is killed. Yeah, Goliath. Goliath. Goliath? Is killed. Okay. Yeah. So Goliath, one of the heroes, is killed, and at that point, Captain America is kind of like, okay, you know what, this the, this death, it's not worth it. But at the same time, in the comics, they kind of built this up to the point where you, as the reader, I think, felt like it was worth it. Like we're going to continue this fight because we are in the right and we're not going to give up and I don't know it just seemed it was a kind of a quick ending it felt like to me a quick resolution <laughs> and then after it was over and Captain America had been um, arrested and after he surrendered and, and was arrested he got killed like somebody shot him and, and killed him that was the, the that sniper was, that was the yeah shot. and that was I when they did that the whole, oh did you yeah that's when they did the whole death of Captain America thing it was around that time it was right after Civil War but it just I don't know just the way the way he surrendered and the way he gave in so quickly, even though somebody died, I don't know. Did somebody just, say some, Martha? No, well, we've already done that. <laughs> That's the thing. Nobody said Martha, so <laughs> they kept fighting. That wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, and, and I got so mad <laughs> at it. And I, I, what I got mad about was how they took, how they took these characters and they just, and they pitted them against each other. And it was characters that I don't want to see pitted against each, each other. other. I mean, like, even Fantastic Four was split. Right, like Reed Richards Baldi. and Sue, his wife. I mean, they're married, and they split sides. Like, Sue went with the Invisible Woman. She went with Captain America's side, and Reed Richards went with Iron Man's side. And then they split it, and they had the they had some villains who were willing to sign on and be registered just because they knew the government would let them hunt down heroes. So you had bad guys and good guys fighting on the same side pro-registration, but then you also had heroes and villains kind of fighting together on the anti-registration side, and it kind of blurred those lines of, well, this guy's a bad guy, but you know we're going to fight together right now because I guess that's what we got to do. Yeah. And I don't, I don't tend to like that. I'll flip over to the DC side for a little bit. For years, they've been trying to put Lex Luthor in as a good guy, like they've put him um, for a for a year. Lex Luthor replaced Superman as the main character of the comic book. And he was supposed to be the, the hero of the comic. I heard about that. Yeah, it was not good. And I'm not surprised. He, he now, in the comic books, is a member of the Justice League. And he kind of helps run part of the... He kind of runs the Justice League. Uh, yeah. Mm. So that's how I feel about that. Uh, okay. I don't like when no, you... In I'll the, have to look that up and read more about that. Yeah. In, in the comic books, I don't like when you blur the hero and the villain thing. If somebody is a villain, they're a villain. If you want to do a sympathetic story where they're a villain for this reason, I'm okay with that. But somebody like Lex, like Lex Luthor, you don't put him in charge of the Justice League. Well, I would imagine... You don't split the Fantastic Four. They're, that's the whole thing about their story. That's like trying to take Spider-Man and make a dark and gritty Spider-Man tale. I don't think you should. Well, I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind if they actually blurred the lines... But here, in what I didn't like about this comic book, I 
I loved the stories. I loved Civil War in the comics. But what I didn't like about it was they were still villains. They just, because it was good for them, they sided with Iron Man. So it, they were still villains, but somehow they got into this team and it just didn't make sense. It when you read the comic books, it didn't make sense. Well, that's what made Iron Man, to me, less likable because then he was okay with that. He was okay with, oh, we've got some of these villains helping us out now. Yeah, this is not the best situation, but sure, we'll use them to help track down these rogue heroes. And I'm like, look, Iron Man, you're supposed to be a hero. I don't know that just because they decided to sign this registration thing with you, I don't know that that's... I don't know that you should be glad that they're teaming up with you. The other part of the story, the big part of it, and that's why people were excited when Spider-Man was able to get included in the movie, was Spider-Man was a huge part of the comic book because he started on Team Iron Man, and then partway through, he actually switched over to Team Captain America. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the big reveal was, as part of registration, if you registered in the comic book, if you registered with the government to become a registered superhero, you had to reveal your identity. So the first major person to reveal was Iron Man gets up on, they've got the, like, this stage, and Spider-Man comes up and he says, I think this is an important thing to do. So as the first you know, major member that is registering, he takes off his mask and he says, I am Peter Parker, I am Spider-Man. And that was a big, huge thing that he you know, gave up his secret identity for that. Um, and then of course there were you know, ramifications of that because then later he switched sides and now when things get kind of back to normal, everybody knows who he is and they know he's married to Mary Jane and Aunt May is there. And so that was kind of a big deal that he revealed his identity as part of the story. And a lot of people, a lot of people reading it really didn't like that as much as well. But I don't know. I thought the comic book made Iron Man a lot less sympathetic than the movie did. Um, and I did not like, in fact, I really haven't read too much Marvel comics since then. I just, I got so angry at the end of that story. I said, nope, forget it. I'm done. Not doing it anymore. And, haven't read too much since then but so yeah so there are definitely some things that are different in the movie um in the comic book it was a villain that sets off an explosion and destroys like part of a city or, or something destroys something like people die as part of this explosion and the government you know comes around and says okay hold on now these people are like walking weapons of mass destruction we need to register them it's a lot of the stuff you get in the x-men movies where it's like these people have powers we should register them and and they kind of took that to the next level, and they decided to try to register everybody. Um, so, so there were some things that were a little bit, a little bit different. The movie was, I think, the movie was mostly just the registration act, and then let's put these two characters together because it really didn't end the same way. There wasn't the story of Winter Soldier in the comic book. No, it, it didn't go into any of that stuff. He wasn't there at all. Yeah. So it wasn't a. Well, obviously, this movie is going to be more Captain America centric because it's called Captain America: Civil War. But the other one was just. Civil War. So you got the sense that it was everybody, not just... I mean, they, even though they're at the head of the whole thing, it's not just Iron Man and Captain America. Mm -hmm. It was all of the Marvel Universe. So, um, Okay, so we've, we've gone through our, our team captain, Iron Man, team Scarlett Johansson. Um, <laughs> what was... And this, this one may take a while. What was your favorite scene in the movie? And you can only give one. Motorbike scene. Okay. When Bucky steals that, the motorbike. <laughs> that was hands-on one of the best scenes I've seen in MCU. Hands-on. It was so great. Like, it just left my mouth wide open. That's probably Definitely. yours, too. Any, I, I was getting, anything with a motorcycle. Anything with a motorcycle is... Uh, is High five. Yeah. All right, right there. So... <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to think of another one just so we can throw another scene in there. But yeah, anytime there's a motorcycle in a movie, 
And I, yeah, you're right. And I think that was pretty cool when he when he when he grabbed the bike. Just he just. He just reached and out and just It was thing. so smooth. Yeah. It just he just grabbed it while it was heading towards him and just sat on it. Like, yeah. And wow. then he takes off blitzing down the road and mm-hmm. that that yeah, that was I, that was pretty awesome. I was gonna say that was my first thought was the motorcycle scene. So so when we film the band director too, we're gonna have to get Pat to do that. I'll throw you your motorcycle and you need <laughs> yeah. to catch it. You'll and roll jump it on and it. I'll mm-hmm. yeah. We can oh. we can do that. Dennis can edit it. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll have to I'll have to see just for, to, to throw another scene in there if there's a, a second place. But yeah, that that motorcycle scene was pretty awesome. Okay, Jeff, what was yours? I dug the fight between Captain America and Iron Man. At, at the end, at the end of the movie, the, okay. I mean, I I like the part when it was both teams go oh, yeah. first going like yeah, towards each other. It's like yeah, building up. You're like, like oh, this, 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 is gonna, this is gonna be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that fight between the two of them was just like when it got just be like fist to fist. You know the shield was out out and mm-hmm. and the the suit wasn't working right and it was just who was gonna wear the other guy down first and the slow motion the suit and the shield next against each other that was that was pretty cool shot yeah. too yeah when he was uh, when he was shooting out of the suit and into the shield mm-hmm. and it was just you were peeking through the pillars on that building yeah. and and there was also one like hint to the comics too when Friday was analyzing Cap's. Moves. I think that was straight from the comics, and I think that was a good move too. So mm-hmm. I think that also it didn't stick to the comics. I think you wouldn't want to stick to the comics so much because then you would go to the theater and you would just see the pictures that? moving. Yeah, right. You wouldn't be as surprised as you were when you went to the cinema and didn't know what was going to happen, which you didn't when you went there, even if you read the comics. Oh, and a lot of comic book fans, I think, were they were wondering if this movie was going to end with the death of Captain America. I think because of the comics, mm-hmm. there were several several people I knew and several people online that kept saying things like, oh, I think I think Captain America's going to die. I think he's going to die at the end of this. And then like in the comics, Bucky's going to take over and Bucky's going to become the new Captain America. Um, or Falcon. Team Bucky. <laughs> European Union over here is <laughs> getting out of control. Or Falcon. No, Falcon Falcon's Captain America now. But if now, you but. know, Chris Evans has a contract for one more movie, so you kind of know that he's not going to... He's right. not going to die. So. But still, if really... And there were so many hints, especially during the Winter Soldier movie, that Bucky is actually going to pick up the shield. There were so right. many hints, like, I really want to see that guy to pick it up and become the next Captain America. Well, he's only got a 50-50 chance now. Be Captain EU. Well, but he has a contract. Sebastian Stan has a contract <laughs> for nine movies. He did three so far. So yeah. there's still so much space. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you may pick up the shield, but it's not with that arm. <laughs> God damn. So, Reed. So well, we, we didn't hear his favorite. No. I'm going to let Dennis do it over here. Because otherwise, taking Dennis is going to throw a fit. <laughs> Sorry. If yeah. I say mine first, Dennis will throw a fit. So go ahead. I mean, I was going to... You can have it. No, well, it was part of the one... I mean, this, the fight scene between those two at the end, I'll explain <clears> why more it had to do with... And I hate comparing it to the Man of Steel mm-hmm. versus, you know, the Batman versus um, Superman movie, but like... That scene I hated almost. I mean, that was horrible. The scene in Batman versus Superman, but in this one it was like, it was good. But to me, it would be the, if I were to go specific scene, I would actually say once they did the slow motion running at each other, I just like the two teams. Yeah, where it was like finally like because up to that point it was like, is this really gonna happen? Are we really? Are we really? We're really not fighting each other. Kind of like we're friends, but like you know, it's kind of like that. You know, we're friends. It's it, everything up to that point seemed like You're it was just more like that. Now it was like, okay, we're really gonna do this. Mm-hmm. It's really on. And then it was like. And then going, I just like that scene. That was mine. 
I like the way it was shot. I like the cinematography, but I like the actual kind of slowing down the building up. Reminded me of you and, and Jason going into the library. You know, <laughs> in, in, our, in our trailer, we have a trailer. Yeah, that we did that. that. Just we did it. Just it was yeah. That was cool. Yeah, it was cool. So I like that one. I, that would that would be it. I mean, there's lots okay. of comedy scenes, but if you're thinking more serious scene, that would be it. Okay. I I gotta go with the airport scene. The airport in Berlin. That whole fight between the two teams. Right. Like every single moment of that from. Underoos yeah. to you know, like to the, to the very end of the whole thing. But and there were a couple things I actually I think I I think I noticed it before the movie came out. I saw one of the TV commercials and I noticed there was a scene where Hawkeye was going to, to shoot an arrow and it was just it was like half a second. Well, it was half a second in the in the TV commercial and I'm like, is that a giant leg behind Hawkeye? Oh, that's a giant leg. He's gonna. Oh, and so yeah. then I got all excited because then I'm like, well, then Ant Man's going to do Giant Man yeah. and get huge. So <clears throat> I kind of went into, yeah. So then I, I kind of went into the movie. I was like, okay, now I'm waiting for this scene. And I saw a TV commercial a week ago that gives away that he grows bigger. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you? Why would you do that? Like, why would yeah. you give that That's away? That's a huge There's, spoiler. Right. I was really so excited when they, they already gave away. So the, well, they already gave away Spider Man. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. You want to get people to come see the movie? But it was throw just in, a, throw just in a, a couple seconds of, of Spider-Man. right. Throw in a couple seconds of Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. But the whole Ant-Man thing, even though it's not a big, you know, it's not a big giveaway, but it's a cool moment. Yeah. And you don't need to give away every cool moment in the movie. I didn't know he was going to grow giant. Yeah. I'll tell you though, the Spider-Man thing would have been really that would have that would made me mad if that was the absolute first that you see him in there is when he yells Underoos, right. which would have been cool. But what you'd lose is that absolutely incredible scene with Marissa Tomei. With Marissa Tomei. <laughs> All right, that would, I mean, the whole movie would be, I mean, it, thankfully there's a motorcycle in there because that would be the only thing to rescue it. See, that's just, okay, yeah. That, there we go. I'm going to keep my hands over here. Um, you talk about Pat has, has a problem. Those of you that have listened to the podcast when we're all actually sitting together here in person right. know that ha- Pat has an issue of abusing the table. Right, and, and it's contagious because mm-hmm. other so podcasts... So if you're used, to, if you're used to hearing this on the podcast, right. you know we're all together in person. Pat's standing away from the table now. But um, that whole scene where he goes in and it's him talking to the kid and mm-hmm. he's trying to hint to the kid that... I need to talk to you, so I mm-hmm. came up with this grant, and he throws this look at the kid, and somehow uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s eyes, he says something mm-hmm. like, you've won the such-and-such grant, and he looks at the kid, and his eyes just get big. Yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that, mm-hmm. you know, and then the kid's, sure, and then they're somehow like, go trying, with it, boy, go and, with it. Yeah, and then he's, he's sitting, like that whole scene, I should just mm-hmm. sum it up, like that whole scene made the giveaway of Spider-Man okay, because mm-hmm. still in all, like they that scene was in there, like, I didn't know how Spider-Man was going to appear. Yeah. And so that was almost, a, yeah. So I, I get with the spoiler, with, eh, mm-hmm. they maybe should have kept Spider-Man out of it until he appeared, but that for, was seamless. For me, you could have done that Berlin airport fight scene. <clears throat> you could have just done that for two hours, and I would have been perfectly happy. <laughs> yeah. I would have paid money to just go sit in the theater and watch that for two yeah. hours straight. But it, because Between there were the so many cool moments, not just Giant Man. And the funniest quotes. Spider-Man, the... he wouldn't just shut up, and he was just right. doing his lines, and it was... Kid, I don't, know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever been in a fight before, but usually there's not this much <laughs> yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and I hate, I hate to come back to the Superman versus Batman thing, but I'm like, I think I was talking to Pat earlier, it was like, everything that I did not like about that movie, it was like, I, I think my first things were like, Kind of some similarities in like the you know there's a plot where the good guys are going against the good guys, and there's this whole so why did that movie fail? And then your three things were, you said 
Oh, the right, the acting. <laughs> yeah. Went through the acting. The, oh yeah, the writing. Like, oh yeah. Because I was like, because my thing is like, like That's why, right. why, Today. why is one such an obvious? Yeah, you can. Experience? Civil War and the other one was, was just like exactly what Batman versus Superman was supposed it, to be. Just really so much yet. better. Yeah. And and I think that I, I the airport. I am not a big. I'm not a special effects, you know, like fanatic, like a mm-hmm. lover of spe- where you just throw them at, you know, like. And I and I was thinking after as this movie was gone, I'm like, I agree with you. The airport scene could have gone on for another twenty minutes, and I would have been fine with it. Oh that. yeah. Where I was critical of how long the Batman you know, everything Superman, was going yeah. with Batman Superman. It was just like, oh my god, all right, enough with the special effects, because they were just like special effects to be special effects. Mm-hmm. Here it was choreographed well. Right. Yeah. It was a, they, were, they were changing like who was getting their their, their butt kicked, and it mm-hmm. was like everybody had their moment where they were like on top, and then at the bottom, it was just a mm-hmm. seesaw battle, mm-hmm. and there was creative things happening. It wasn't just special effects. For special effects special sake. Special effects it was a were well there that brought a comic book to life. Yes. But it wasn't like, hey, we're doing CGI. And, and it almost felt much. more realistic than the Batman Superman one. Mm-hmm. When they had the big, you know, at the end of the doomsday, at the end, it was just like, a, I felt like it was just like, you can't beat it that way. So yeah. why are you doing it? Like, get the kryptonite. And actually, if like, you watch Making Up, the airport scene actually was basically all CGI. It yeah. surprised me how much of this stuff was CGI because you watch the movie and you don't think about yeah. it because it all feels so natural. Yeah, yeah and I think the comedy was perfect. It, like mm-hmm. they tried to be funny in Batman Superman, and really not much no. of it worked on I me. Mean, this one, every I can't. I mean, there was the car. Can you move the seat up? I mean, like <laughs> that was good. And then just the whole Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Manchurian. Well, or even yeah. like after he kisses Calling her. Calling a Manchurian candidate. That, yeah, Manchurian. That, yeah, Manchurian. That, was that, was a, that was a great yeah. line. But like he's sitting there and like he does the kiss with the girl and he kind of looks over and they're just sitting there going. <laughs> they didn't have to say anything. It was just like everything worked. And it was like, yeah. it didn't sound like, ooh, that was like a bad attempt at a joke. Like I never felt like I was like, every joke was like spot on. Actually, that perfectly green, spaced in time. That grin in a car, it feels so natural. I'm wondering if it actually was in like, the screen. Like almost like a script or was because it like really. It, yeah, in, yeah, it felt so natural. I'm really yeah. wondering if it was in there or if it was just. And they just discovered it during filming. Like, hey, let's do that, you guys. Just, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Two guys are just going like, yeah. And just pulling up in that car. Just, yeah. Well, that was and, and the whole Batman Superman Manchurian thing. Manchurian candidate, I loved. How many yeah. kids don't get that? You get the Manchurian candidate reference or no? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. I didn't know. Just checking. And I'm like, you. Everybody here got mm-hmm. it, correct? Okay, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. And I was just my kids. The Empire Strikes Back. Strikes Back. They really like, are the movie. Was. Yeah. And did they ever refer to Empire Strikes Back by name? Like I thought. Like yeah. my brain. Uh, do you remember that really yes. old Star Wars movie? The one, I don't okay. know. The no, he didn't say Star Wars. He, he said, "Do you remember the really old, old movie, movie Empire Strikes Back?" He, he, didn't, Strikes Strikes Strikes. Strikes. Okay, he, he did. didn't he say did. Star Wars. He said he just said Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Okay, because I was wondering, like, you know, can you mention other movies and how does that, you know? Well, the, well, all, Disney owns Star Wars right now, so yeah. I actually thought that joke was a little bit, a little bit stretched because, like. I get they were trying to like show how young mm-hmm. Peter Parker is right. comparatively to everyone else, but well, the, the, when he was I, doing like, it, everything like, they could have referred to it maybe slightly different in the world. The, the, se- the setup was, you know, but. you remember that really old movie Empire Strikes Back? You're like, oh, okay, we get it. You're young, <laughs> yeah. And you, of course, to you, that's a really old movie, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like they tried a little bit too hard to set that one up. Yeah. Okay, we, the two of us, we won't get along well. No. Martha. <laughs> Martha. Safe word. Martha. Okay, you talked about trailer and how you were kind of mad that they revealed Spider-Man. Can we just talk about how Batman vs. Superman trailer revealed the whole thing? Like, you mm-hmm. felt... That was a couple it... episodes ago. You missed that podcast. <laughs> no, okay, okay, but compared to Civil War, because you really, you came to the theater 
and you thought that you knew what was gonna happen, but you didn't, you had no idea. And even though there were scenes in the trailer that you feel like, why are you revealing this? You actually find out that there's so much more to it. Right. The Civil War, I think the Civil War trailers only showed you maybe like the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then beyond that, it was this whole other story. But you're right, like Batman Superman was, all right, well here's Lex Luthor and here's Wonder Woman and here's Doomsday and there's a big fight at the end. And but they, it actually not that was the versus movie. because they will get together and here we go. Yeah. See, I, and I'll come back to the, just my philosophy, which you don't, I'm not sure you're aware of it, but mine is just, I'm a no trailer guy as much as I can be. If I know that I'm gonna be going to see a film, my policy is I don't wanna see the trailer. You know and what? I look at how, that. How'd that was, work out with you with Rogue One? That's that's <laughs> why I did it once. I, 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 no, I like, broke once, and, and that's because Jonah were present. I didn't want to see it. I, I, oh, really? No, not popcorn. Guys. Nachos. I got nachos and a drink during that. I, I, I broke up. I, I didn't oh, want to oh, see it. I really didn't because I saw the comments <laughs> and so many people were complaining that it looks like you're revealing the whole movie. So I didn't want to see it. But you saw me. I was I was at the Star Wars screening and it was right there. Yeah. I there I was like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna see. It. I'm actually gonna see. It. Yeah, and, and you can't always escape it. Like, and here's the thing: you might see it once by accident, or you're just in the place, whatever. And the thing is, I don't I don't want to see it more than once because now you start dissecting it and trying to find story and what's gonna happen. It was so like like you all like did everybody here know Batman was gonna be in or not Batman that Spider Man was gonna be in it? Yeah, Going I in? Did you? I didn't. No. So when I went because I'm not I'll reading comic books. So when I yeah I know you will be <laughs> dropping notes of what's gonna happen in trailers now. But I walked I had no idea Spider Man. So you have no idea like Darth how Vader's pleasant Rogue One. how pleasant the surprise was. I didn't know Ant Man was gonna be in there. I had no clue because I didn't look at cast. I didn't look at anything. So it's really cool to go to a movie and be 100. percent Surprised by everything. Do we that's know why happen. Thor and Hulk weren't in this? Well, because Thor weren't even in the comics. Because I thought Hulk yeah. was going to be for a minute. And yeah, I, I, I thought. Re- I they thought referenced well. to him, and then he they took like, okay. because Thor and Hulk are are supposed to be the two most powerful beings in all the Marvel universe. So, mm-hmm. purposefully for the Civil War comic book, they took both of them off planet. They said, nope, they're off doing something else somewhere else. Hulk had actually been banished off the planet because he was too dangerous, and they said, nope, you got to. We can't leave you on Earth. This is too dangerous. So they actually banished him off planet, and he ended up on some like battle world where he ended up being this kind of gladiator in this arena fighting these creatures that were just as strong as he was. And so, and then they did the whole Planet Hulk thing. There was a whole story where he was, you know, hopping around different planets and doing stuff. So in the comics, they took him out because they said, we don't want to have the most powerful characters take sides. We want this to be, you know, the, not the a, more human element. Right. We want it to be more human, so we're going to take those guys out. They when they mentioned it a couple times in the movie, like where are these guys at? Yeah, I don't know. And that was really cool. And I think in the new Thor movie that's coming out, what what I heard a couple weeks ago is that Hulk is supposed to be in the new Thor movie. Yeah. So it's going to be almost like a buddy movie between the two of them, like Hulk and Thor. That's just a rumor. Nothing was confirmed yet. So. Love you, Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) Something wrong with your finger? It's it it is the experience (laughs) though of. It's the experience of like I think like a roller coaster again. Like if I know I'm going on this roller coaster, I don't want to see where it's going to be turning, mm-hmm. twisting. I don't want to see it because then when you get on the roller coaster, it's just an awesome experience right. if you don't know what's happening. So I, I liken that to the same thing here. Mm-hmm. I I I think my enjoyment of the movie went up considerably just because I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going to happen. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is a fun ride. Mm-hmm. And comparing it back to Batman Superman, where I was like, when is this going to end? Mm-hmm. My feeling was like. Oh, come on, don't let that be it. Let me ask a question. Yeah. How, did yeah. that, how did that, keeping the spoilers, how did that work for um, um, 
Captain America keeping the information that Winter Soldier had killed Tony Stark to prepare for him. I'm just wondering how did that how did that keep the spoilers? Uh, how, how that because we this is where we had our, our, our Tony Stark moment. Where we what? Emo, I'm, we I'm, emo, I'm sorry. Well, it was did, when we were we were going see, we were going Winter versus, Soldier. Did you see the yes, Winter Soldier yeah, movie? Yeah, because they reveal it in that. I, but, no, 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 no. They revealed that Hydra killed Tony's yes. parents. But you don't I mean, know right. for know that, sure that, that, right. that Soldier right. Bucky killed them. Exactly. And then, the, yeah, and then the fact that, you know, anyway, because we got into this earlier, because he was, again, kind of more, you know, Tony Stark, at the, I think, today. I just said... And he was well, justified, and like, and I, and I was saying that I, I understand, like, that's where I think the writing in here was better. I still am, and I hate going back to the movie again, but I, I don't, I still never was sold on why Batman wanted to, to I, I get what they wrote and what they're trying to say, but it never worked on me. It never was convinced no. of it through the performance, through the writing or whatever. This one, he was jealous that his Martha was still alive. Yeah. yeah, in this one, it was perfectly set up where you could see somebody with the character of Tony Stark, mm-hmm. who's a little bit more of a, you know, just, just not rebellious, but like just kind of just more doesn't always think everything through in certain ways. I think he's a more reactive person. But um, you know, Captain America, he was asking me like, should he have not told? Like, because he didn't tell him. Do you think that was wrong? And I'm like, well, what's he gonna do? You know what he's gonna do. So. I think it's okay. He didn't lie to him and say no. When he when he was pressed, he told the truth. Mm-hmm. All right, which he could have lied. No, I need to. I need to talk to him. I need to talk about this and it was because I have a theory. Wait. It was better for him to wait to reveal that truth to a really inopportune time. Much better than tell him well, early. Was, they had video and, of know, it, but they had video of it. He would have never told them that. A very sure. strangely, I tell my perfectly planned I tell by my the genius. A, a, a very conveniently placed video camera in a tree, mind you. That managed to capture that. It's one thing that doesn't make sense in the movie. That's one thing, guys, that doesn't make sense in the movie. He kills first the parents and then shoots the camera. Yeah, Why doesn't he shoot yeah. the camera first? That's the first thing that to came to my mind when I saw it. Like, <laughs> but really? I, I, get what you, I get what you're saying about not telling him right away. Because I tell my kids that. Like, if you do, if you damage something in the house, don't tell me right away that you did it. Keep it covered until the absolute last pop- possible moment, and then go ahead and tell me the truth. Because that <laughs> it'll be much better. That but time. you're not. You know, it's not about much better. It was about okay. They're already in this major disagreement. They've already been fighting each other for the last hour. Why are you going to just be like, oh, and by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so so this, you're going to keep that secret as long as you can. And the, not this might bother you, but <laughs> this guy killed your folks. <laughs> oh, well. Much much better to find out from... from and yeah, guess uh, what? He wasn't... It, it, Tony Stark should have been, you know, like, granted, Bucky, he should know that Bucky didn't kill him. It was a it was a brainwashed program, Bucky, and that should be enough to be like, I know you didn't really do it. Somebody basically. Well, but the you know, first moment when someone tells you, do you don't think about that you he don't. was actually programmed. And that's why you it was act good. spontaneously. That's why it was good writing. Yeah. That's why the fight that happened was yeah. believable. Because I would say, like, you know, the wise person would be like, we know we're being pitted against, you know, that's like each other and, and everything else. And it was like we would like oh. in the in the Batman Superman. It was it's so easy for him to just say, he's got my he's got my mind. I mean, you're fighting the wrong guy here. He's got your hostage. going to kill it. That's why I'm, you know, none of that. There was no logical here. They told the truth and the truth still was believable that they fought. So he still said, you know, yeah, it was Bucky and this and this and that. But they yeah. still, there was enough anger there. When he in started that moment. going through the words, I thought that was a powerful scene when Bucky was yeah. saying, and I mean, well, I, this comes up scene. in other movies, but when he starts yeah. going the word and he's just like, no, you know, he's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. You know, he knows it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good scene too. When he shoots the door, that, yeah. was, that mm-hmm. was awesome. Okay. 
Finally, I can talk. <laughs> well, hurry up. I got, next question. I, I got another thing I want to talk about, so hurry up. <laughs> they shut up. They shut up. Okay, guest I guest speakers only get how much time? Like, you know, total of 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, so I have a theory about Cap and, and Iron Man because he asks him if he knew that it was Bucky who killed him. And initially he says no. And I really believe, I think he kind of knew when that... What did he say that? No, I'm asking for... A, was it in this movie that he said he, yes, that he said Iron no? Yes, Iron Man asked... I don't remember that. Yeah, it, first time he asked him and, and he says, I didn't know it was him. He says, I didn't know it was him. But he said silent, so that's an answer too. But I believe that he kind of knew he was... He was doing it, but since it was his best friend, it was something in the back of his mind that was like, no, it wasn't him. It couldn't be him. It's my friend. It couldn't be him. Well, there's definitely him protecting his friend there. Definitely. Yeah. He's been protecting I think he was in denial that he was doing it. I think he knew it, but didn't want to admit it Well, it's to like any, any ethical solution or decision or, or, you know, when you always ask the question, hey, if you saw somebody steal somebody's wallet... Would you go and tell the owner? And people are like, oh yeah, because you shouldn't be stealing people's wallet. Hey, the person who stole the wallet is your best friend. Okay, well now maybe I might tell my friend to go return the wallet. You know, like we start to negotiate our ethics because we're close to the person who committed the the act. And I think that was obviously written in there as well. I mean, it was harder for if Captain America knew that he would have said right away, "This guy killed your," but he knew it was his friend who did it, even though he didn't do it officially because he wasn't of, my, of of sound mind at the time. He wasn't going to volunteer that information if he didn't have to. And until it was shown to, to Stark that he would not bring that up, and then he was kind of forced into a I think it was it. kind of like us who knew, who flaw. saw it in the in the Winter Soldier. I think it was kind of like us when we are like, okay, we see this tape, we know that Hydra took down Tony Stark's parents. But we can't say for sure that it was actually the Winter Soldier. Everything points out to him, but you're like, okay, I didn't see the physical evidence, so maybe there's still the benefit of a doubt. Well, just like everybody thought maybe it was, you know, he, he killed it, who assassinated the king, you know. Like, you know what, that reference... Okay, because it was supposed to be the Winter Soldier, but it was yeah. really the other guy who killed the king. And I like that reference you just made where, you know, like from the whole morality plays, like, would you tell the owner if the wallet was stolen? Would you tell the owner if the person stealing the wallet was your friend? And I think that's cool because, and that's what why this movie gets deeper and maybe so than the comic books is, you're presented with Iron Man, obviously Tony Stark, a conflicted, you know, he's not going to react like the almighty moral guy no. that just says, he's going to react like a human. But even in that, that brings more of a humanity to Captain America too mm -hmm. because Captain America's not like, you did wrong, I'm going to, you know... It he wasn't was, the all, he has a conflicted... And yeah, I think they and did that well in this movie throughout. Even when he when he takes the shield and crashes into Iron Man at the end, I mean, there's real anger there. He lost yeah. his cool. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was pissed and hurt, and, 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 and at times he was kind of like, hey, you know, like even with, when he fought Bucky before, like, hey, I, I'm willing to just... You're me, man, you know, to the end, whatever. And it was just like he always had that kind of like sacrificial sort of mode to him. And this one, he's like, no, I'm not sacrificing right now. Like, I'm fighting to survive here, too. Um, I think the fuel that also helped with that setting up Tony Stark losing it and not being able to be able to rationalize and say, okay, Bucky was programmed. I shouldn't be mad at Bucky. We're being pitted by this villain. You know, like, the reason he couldn't even do that logically or rationally was because they showed that scene 
where he's with his parents early on. And I think that was a, another part of the site, site you know, the, the, the state of him mentally, the psychology of it, where he's dealing with all the regret of not saying what he wanted to say to his dad and all that anger. That's all tied into there. So now that it's going to make him even blinder because the minute this guy, you find out he killed him, you're the one who robbed me of the chance, even though I'm more mad at myself that I didn't say it to my mom and you know my mom and dad before the last time I saw him. But you robbed me of the chance to ever having that again, so I'm going to throw it all on you. We you know, were actually talking guilt, about it there's guilt with mixed in Ben with that before anger. the podcast. So I'm so glad that someone agrees with me. Because it seems for if you don't really know the character or if you don't look at it that way, it seems like he didn't really have a relationship. But the mm-hmm. way he programmed the thing at the beginning, he programmed it to say, to make his mother say, like, you know, this is the last time we saw you say something. Otherwise, you're going to regret it. So you see that he ex- he has the relationship with his parents. My thing, yeah, my and, thing earlier and was... And he just regrets it. My thing earlier, uh, before we started recording, was that the sentimentality portrayed by Tony Stark, to me, is never really believable. And any time it, it, it comes up, whether he's offering his company to Pepper or um, because he's so brilliantly paid, paid, played as a egotistical i'm all about me yeah that's all that i believe i i never truly believe the the emotion and the mentality too yeah because i would say i believe that all hold on hold on hold on my comment was when he was so willing to sign the document it's because he's older and he doesn't want the responsibility anymore it was his exit door Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about this anymore. I've been looking for a way out. Now I can take a way out without bearing any of the responsibility of that. Mm-hmm. I I didn't believe that it was because he thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Any decision he makes, I'm always searching for. What's his? What what is what what is he What's getting out of this? Him? How does this benefit him? Okay. How does all of his all of his decisions? How do they benefit him? Because well, that's I what I—that's so. what I pull from the character, and, and that's what I think the movies have been doing differently with Tony Stark and Iron Man. The big thing, kind of his big thing in the comics, because he was—he was a decent character in the comics. He was never kind of—he was never really top tier. Like he wasn't the character that was making Marvel money. That was always Spider-Man, the X-Men, and but his big thing in the comics that they did a little bit of in Iron Man Two was the alcoholism, and so I kind of feel like the movies maybe by casting Robert Downey Jr. and maybe just kind of where they saw things going after Iron Man 1 was, we're not going to play up the alcohol thing, but we've got to give him some kind of a weakness and we're going to make it his ego. And so his ego is going to be his weakness. We're not, we're not going to go, the, there was a whole storyline called Demon in a Bottle uh, with Iron Man. And that was, that, that was kind of his big thing throughout the comics was he dealt with that for years and years and years. And then him coming out the other side of it was, you know, he it changed him as a person. And I've kind of felt like, and I wondered if that was going to happen in the movies, especially you know, given Robert Downey Jr.'s past as well. I'm like, are they going to, are they going to go that route? Are they going to do the demon in a bottle thing? Are they going to have him become an alcoholic and, and make his character progress that way? And I think the weakness instead that they gave him, like I said, is his ego. And so I think that kind of plays to, you know, looking at his character as you can look at his character and say, okay, there are moments where he overcomes his ego. Like in Iron Man 3, he's dealing with that kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's always going to be his weakness. So if, if you're right, if it's the, you know, when he's signing this, it's because, oh my God, I, 
you know, look what I did with Ultron. Look what I did with all this other stuff. Yeah. Okay, maybe this is my way out so I don't have to take responsibility. I, I'm registering with the government. Now if anything goes wrong, it's the government's responsibility. So I, I can I can kind of see it from that point. If that's his way of dealing with, you know, his ego and trying to progress through that and that's still his weakness that he's dealing with, then that kind of makes sense. I yeah. still feel like he's just feeling guilty. Well, you're wrong. I really do. I really <laughs> do. Not, especially after especially after the first Avengers, I told the guys, I think he has a serious case of PTSD. I really do. And I just Richard. feel it, even the way he was talking to Pepper, he was saying that he needs to protect the one thing that he really cares about and it was her. I just believe that since the Avengers, it was the guilt and it was just building up from New York to Sokovia to whatever was in between. I think it was building up and when, I think it was Viola Davis, right? When she showed him the picture of the boy, it was just the last straw. So. And I didn't buy that. I didn't. I did not buy the fact that some stranger is gonna be like, "You killed my son," and all of a sudden he's gonna be like, "Oh, what have I done with my that life?" Would affect him. I was, and I started thinking about the grounded storyline from Superman. Yeah. When it was just like oh, you, I hated that. Story. You didn't. You didn't save my husband who had cancer because you weren't there to scan and and look inside his body and find it. My husband died because of you, and Superman was all like. Oh man, what what am I worth? I gotta rethink my whole life. I should walk across the United States. I felt the same way at that moment watching that scene play out because mm -hmm. I was just like, Tony Stark wouldn't give a rat's ass about this lady's kid. Maybe before the Avengers. No, yeah, and I agree with that. There is a different Tony Stark. I I actually disliked Tony Stark before the Avengers. Yeah. Like I don't. Like I'm not him. saying like, I like, I'm I'm not, I like the movies. I'm not but saying I, like, I, I don't like him as a, like. I'm not a, saying I like the character more that way. I'm just saying I know, I'm just, that's I'm all. Saying, but I when I see the character, that's what I get out of him, well, no I matter what. I think what she's saying is there was a switch from Avengers and it's slowly been building where he becomes a little bit more human. He, yeah. he did sacrifice. I just don't himself. see. It. I Remember don't he see did it. sacrifice himself during that one as well. I mean. There's there's things that he did right. that was not just about him anymore. So he there was elements of that goodness in him that is still covered by that. So I think that as it's been progressing since then, I just noticed like you you love Robert Downey's performance and thought it was excellent, which I agree. And I think that that character has developed where it has been at. In my opinion, I really never liked Iron Man. Like I would, so as I my kids are watching the movies, I was going, oh man, I'm like you know like Superman. Captain Mary. That's so what I, I think for me, like. I would need, as a kid growing need up, that's to see should less. Not the smarty. I would need to see less know, of, the, of the ego and see less. Or well, hear, I think they've been he, slowly doing, but that. hear less of the smart remarks all the time. Well, but then you eliminate as, as that part. Of the I'm not saying of all of it. Yeah. Pull back on that and introduce more of the sentimentality. I they, but I think they have. I, to me, I didn't pick up on it on, on it enough to I where find, I believed it. I see, and I, I find it interesting that we're talking about Captain America's arc. Or I'm sorry. Iron Man's Tony's, arc, yeah. believable or not, yeah. we're talking about his arc away from not caring to caring. What I found interesting in this movie, and it took me by surprise, was two things with Captain America. And this is where, you know, I came down on the... I still don't... I'm not Team Iron Man or Team Captain walking out of this movie. I'm just... There's elements of both. One was his being okay with the collateral damage. Like that, that's one thing that took me by surprise. Now, maybe I'm mixing up Wait, my. Who okay with it? Captain America. Okay, all right. And maybe I'm mixing up my superheroes, but I remember. And, and I mean, obviously, I'm going Superman, but wasn't Superman his thing where, you know, you could always do Superman, get, you know, outdo Superman because he would always try and save the good guys. Mm -hmm. 
like and and that's what the bad guys would always do. They'd throw like you know they'd throw a big rock, and so he'd have to break off the fight to go save, save the good guys. I was surprised by Captain America's kind of like shake it off. That's quite a remember. Because he was kind of Captain. He was kind of Spock there. Like he was he was doing it for the greater good. That's how I explain it. Right. No, I I get that, but that. It's just something that took that me by surprise. The, yeah, and, and maybe, and that's maybe not who that character was. The other thing that well, took me and, by and surprise, that, but that's why, then that's why people got upset with Man of Steel. Okay. Because then you had that big fight, and Superman wasn't like that was people's mm-hmm. criticism. It's like, well, he never tried to take him out of the city. Right. Like he never tried to get him away from these buildings. He just. And then they had to three times mention, oh, it's after hours, so the city is kind of quiet. Oh, it's abandoned right, island, so it's kind of cool. See, but like, yeah, so that was the, you know, it, it, it so didn't obvious. fit with the character that we and, culturally okay. know of. But. But, but that's okay, because they depict him as a soldier. And so there's, right. there's an element. That's what I was going right. back to, right. that he's a soldier. I'm okay with that. The thing that took me by surprise then was when at the end he was talking about, I've always been more of a loner, and I've always been more of a, and it was like, that's interesting. Because you were lead, leading your own like squad mm-hmm. during World War II, mm-hmm. and the things that they brought out that I remember in the Avengers, he was the one that like tactically he was the leader. Like when they were sitting there and the police said, "Why should we take orders from you?" And then you know he <laughs> yeah. had, the, and then they followed his plan. Then he turned around and not only he mobilized the regular people, but then he was basically just like, you know, uh, Tony, this is what you're gonna you're gonna fly perimeter. You're gonna do this, mm-hmm. okay, Scott. And he went around and he gave the team. He he knew each one of their strengths. And then the best one was Hulk, Hulk smash, <laughs> which was so he had that. But in this in this one, I have to be honest. And even like what happened when Red Witch like went nuts and like threw the guy in the Scarlet building. Witch. Scarlet Witch, sorry, Red Witch is a boat. <laughs> uh, the, the Red Witch, the, the Red so Witch is one of those tall masted like mm-hmm. pirate ships. Okay, sorry, um, but when. She, he just seemed like you can't control your team. Like there's, there's uh, like she just took down a building. Now I know stuff happens, but in this, it just kind of surprised me. And then he even went on to say, I- "I've always been more of a loner." And I was kind of like, "Really? Well, that's interesting." I, th- those we, are just we've two. always seen you as part of a team. <laughs> that or like the leader. And like I yeah. said, in Avengers, you had really strong like, and even in the beginning of Winter Soldier, I think he was leading a squad. Yeah. It wasn't like. You know, yeah, he was leading the guys from Shield. That's why I mean, even his that's why he was Captain America and not. But it's Sergeant, a job. You Sergeant need to separate the job for him. Leading it was a job, but his personal life might have been different, especially since he had only two people who really knew him, and it was Peggy and Bucky. And Bucky yeah. was somewhere frozen, and Peggy she was dying on her bed. So you need to separate it. I, I kind of feel with him because I'm also different in my job and different when I'm off just binge watching Netflix on my bed. So I kind of get it. We also miss Nick Fury. I gotta be honest with you. That, that was he was, the was missing. Problem. He was, was kinda, missing big time. I was kind of waiting for him to pop up somewhere. And it that's, just, that's why yeah. I fell apart. That's why I fe- that's why the whole thing fell apart. And I was sitting Nick there. Nick Fury's quote, gone for five I'm, minutes, I'm and gonna, the Avengers are fighting. I'm gonna, quote, I'm gonna quote Crimson Tide. If you have you guys seen Crimson Tide? Yes. Okay. The end of the movie, which Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. That would have been there. my Gene Hackman movie, by the and way. The, okay. And the um, the Admiral was uh, um, well. Have, have you seen it? I don't want to be like spoiling. That's what we do okay. here. We spoil things. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here you go. And he's sitting there, and he's like, "I'm not concerned about what happened on the boat." I would buy that, but okay. He says, I'm concerned that there was a breakdown in the command structure. And I was sitting there during that movie when all this stuff was happening, and I was just like, my heart was like, I'm, why are you fighting? I'm, I can't pick a side. What I'm upset with is there was a breakdown. There, 
and that was that was um, Nick Fury because he was the one that was able to make Shield operate as part of the government, but he kept them at bay so they could still do what they want. But then he knew how to motivate everyone, so they were all on the same side. Whether he put them in the situation, whether he threw the bloody cards down on the deck, I want you to know I didn't like. You didn't have to take all that question. And that's what I noticed in this movie is there was a leadership backing. So is he missing on purpose so that yeah. you can have your Civil War movie so have, and have I each other fight? Right. But is he the one that then shows up and reunites them for Infinity War or whatever it's going to be called? Because eventually, they, you, I would figure eventually when the big event happens that all the Marvel movies have kind of been building up to since they started, mm-hmm. you got to have the Avengers all together again at some point. So is is that where do they keep him out of this one thinking, okay, well... He's the one guy that brought them all together in the beginning. Yeah, don't listen. Um, brought them all together at the beginning, and then he'll be the one to reunite them. I don't know. Why are you, coming, why are you coming to your ears? I'm like, this is all speculation. It's I like don't a trailer. Know well, you, <laughs> you think, trailer alert. Yeah, me and Kevin Trail. Feige. Me and Kevin Feige. We sit around. We talk about this no, stuff all the time. And well, because because again, I've been advising, so been well, I've been advising him because I went and mowed uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s lawn. Val uh, Kilmer so was there, so that he could <laughs> talking about the podcast. Top gun sequel. Well, almost um, the the uh, the yeah, I know all the, the fact that he brought up Nick Fury was like I remember when he I was almost like I forgot I mean I in the movie I did think about like where was he but I completely forgot I didn't really spend much time thinking about it because I'm like if there he's was here so then much this happening might, on the so much going on that wouldn't be possible maybe if he was here so I didn't right. miss him and I don't miss him in a bad in a bad way because I like I said he'll be back I think but but um I didn't miss it because everything else had to be like that so it was interesting again not not expecting it not overthinking it just experiencing it. Like, I wasn't going, man, this movie needs Nick Fury. You know, or where is he? Or what? It was like, no, he's not around. And I didn't give up. stuff's going down. I didn't care about the movie because the movie was yeah. awesome. No. What I cared about was all those morons on stage yeah. with all the, you know, that's great, Captain America. Where's Nick Fury? I mean, someone needs to straighten you guys out because you're getting manipulated. You're getting, the, the little dude was sitting in the window. And I started to, you know, I'm sort yeah. of like, what, how did that, you know, and that guy, <laughs> I'm going to show this guy. <laughs> and it was just like, really? Really? That's what you do with you the can't, oh, That's man. what you do. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to have to get wrapped up here in just a second, but my wait, last... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. I, I, I do have another question. All right. Hurry up. Or <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> go. go fast. Let's go. Let European on. Union go on and on. <laughs> my turn. Um, we all have superheroes. Team Bucky. <laughs> she has a Captain America shirt, so she gets a dog longer. Cub <laughs> oh, shirt, cub hat. I mean. um, so the fact that we didn't get really any explanation why... Everyone joined the teams that they did. Yeah, was that that's just, one thing. Was that, that for the mind. sake of maybe keeping the movie shorter, or is that just never really explored? No, it was kind of like I came to Ant Man first, so I get to have Ant Man. He came to Spider Man first, so he get to have so Spider Man yeah. first. Yeah, like I just felt like all of a sudden there's these teams. It was I, like I, gym I, class. I, yeah. <laughs> kind of like I, yeah. like well, what? and it's because not everybody had all the information, and that's how a fight among friends happens. Happen anyway, so I think it's pretty realistic. Meaning mm-hmm. most fights happen because not everybody has all the information, mm-hmm. and they don't get it, and they're just is human even though they're these superhero creatures it, like people it's just still they have the human tendencies of you just go by hey guess right. what Pat's I just like out of control I, I, like, I would have you know, liked so to we, see we a little to bit stop of that. him yeah. I think, so I, I need think you, you to got, stop him and, then well, you're and stop I think him. you got some of that because you got a lot of the Black Panther backstory you know the backstories of some of the other guys from, right. from the other yeah. movies you know Falcon you know Bucky you know Captain America you know um, you know Scarlet Witch is probably going to side with uh, Captain America um you know, and Hawkeye was on their side too. So you kind of know those from the other movies. 
So maybe you might, maybe somebody would have missed some of that if they're just coming to this as their first ever. Well, this would be a confusing first Marvel movie to come to. Oh, but, you don't want to see it. Um, first. No. But then, but then you kind of get with Black Panther. But I, something, I feel like you did get something enough. just to like a sentence or two to just you know, even yeah. if it was broached in, a, in an earlier movie, just you know, yeah. refresh my memory. Why again are you all of a sudden showing up on on this side? You know, but when I feel like the only person that I that I felt the same way, I, I get what you're saying. I, the only person I really felt that way was Hawkeye. That it was almost just kind of like an afterthought. It was like, yeah, I got a phone call, so I'm here. Yeah, um, busy I think yeah. I think Whereas, he had the most sense to side to it, Steve, because mm-hmm. he had a family. He didn't want to get registered yeah. somewhere and right. just reveal his family. I think he was one of the few that actually made sense for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and what I loved about the Spider-Man one is, to me, that's that's totally something Tony Stark would do. Is he's like, well, okay, we've got these sides, and I, well, I, I need some kind of a secret weapon. Like, I got to have the advantage. So, uh, I'm going to use this research that I've got. I, I've been tracking this kid, and I'm going to go. He's more powerful than the rest of us. Let me go grab that guy. You know, I've also got Vision yeah. on my side, but let me go grab that guy too, and he'll be kind of my you know. Ace well, same thing was just here. Cap's team that I was like, why did all why all did these people show up? I'm like, hey, we're with Cap. Like, what? That's what? Like, saying though, that's a really I think good point. Like, like, you know, all of a sudden Ant Man shows up. He's like, oh my god, you're Captain America, and he's shaking his head. He's like, I should stop shaking your hand. I'm shaking your hand way too long, aren't I? But it's like, but it was kind. But there's no conversation as to why why you're here with us, what we expect from you. Well, and if you if you didn't see Ant Man, then Yes, it doesn't make a but whole lot of sense. Yeah, but if you saw with Ant-Man, Ant-Man it with him makes fighting sense. Falcon and they know of each other, yeah. then that makes more and sense. End, yeah. But you're right. If but you I did see this... Ant-Man. I didn't remember any of that. Oh, okay. None of that came to memory okay. to me as I was watching Civil War. Okay. So again, and maybe just because I don't pay or retain as much as I probably should. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Especially with um, Marvel, I mean. Uh, something just to kind of, you know, let's make sure we all understand why we're here mm-hmm. sort of yeah. moment would have been well, a little helpful. And that's why maybe I'm a little worried, not too worried, but a little worried for like the Infinity War movie I'm or, even, worried or even Infinity Justice War. League because in a, what I've heard about Infinity War is there's going to be... Cover Yeah, cover your ears. There's, there's <laughs> going to be upwards of what they say, like 61 or 64 Six, 60 Marvel some characters, characters. 60 some characters in this movie. And if it was starting to stretch that boundary of why are we all here... Then what's going to happen when you get to a movie like that? Yeah. And it's like an entire universe of people fighting for some cause. And and how do you give? I thought they did a really nice job in this one of giving everybody equal time yeah. and equal yeah. attention. Yeah. I'm worried about I'm worried about that with both Infinity War, where you have exponentially more people, and Justice League, because and I know we're not talking. You know, well, you are. You're talking Batman, Superman the whole time, but um, <laughs> that's okay. Um, but like the Justice League, I'm worried about that because. In the DC movies, well, particularly Batman Superman, because that's where that's the only other place you had multiple superheroes, I didn't feel like they gave equal time to everybody. Like, it was much more Batman-centric than it was a Batman-Superman movie. So I'm worried about it for the DC movies, because they don't have a good track record, to me, yeah. of giving that equal time to major characters. Marvel has done it well up to this point. I'm just worried for the next huge movie where it's... That Boom, many. Everybody's all together. Yeah. Like they, they did it great with Guardians of the Galaxy. They did it great with you know the other Avengers movies. And I was impressed how well they did it with this one. I was really so. impressed with how well they did it in the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And just the way that it was filmed when they're all fighting. Mm-hmm. All you know is it's like as another character is 
uh, coming into frame mm -hmm. that the character they're focusing on is out and they're yeah, just sort of smooth, like yeah. they're just so mm -hmm. flowing in and out of frame you don't even realize yeah. you know the, the you're not even thinking equality of screen time right. it's just handled that seamlessly mm -hmm. the, so team, I'm, the team is a character. I haven't been worried about that and that's a but huge right difference between Russo Brothers and Zack right. Snyder Russo Brothers they obviously can handle this huge spectacle with so many characters. I mean, they introduced new characters, but you didn't even think about it because it just all fell into place. But with Zack Snyder, I, I don't... He just can't handle this team of movies. I don't think so. But I wonder with them if that's like having a TV background where you worked in, you worked on Community, you worked in other TV shows, and you have, you're used to having many characters that you have to give... You know, equal screen time to, or you know, yeah, and you have people who worked to. on it before. You have <clears> people who will have to work for it on it after you. So, yeah. all right, real quick, because we do need to, we need to wrap up here in a second. But um, so let me soon. sure. Part two, part two. We can get this much out of it. And oh yeah. For the record, Patrick's much. sitting four feet away from I the table. So make sure he's not. He's really trying to make sure he doesn't. And I want to say there were other table pounders in here that. It was not me. You pulled me back the one time, but... <laughs> I'll have pounded. We'll see what the microphone says. We'll see what the microphone says. We'll find out on Wednesday when this comes out. We'll find out. All right. Okay. So, real quick... Happy editing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, really, really quick. Yeah, Pat, his dubstep fist. Yeah. Um, very, very quickly, favorite quote from the movie, and I will start with mine because I don't want anybody else to steal it. My favorite, and Pat, I told you about this. I think I texted you the night we left the theater. Mm -hmm. And I said my favorite line from the movie was the callback from this movie all the way back to Captain America, the first Avenger. When he, are you, am I stealing yours? Yeah. That's what you get when you came in, come in late. Yeah, That's see, what you, you get. <laughs> the music starts playing. There you go. Uh, I think it's what it is. Again, what it I'm it is what it is. When he's, he's when callback. when the guy is when the guy's being obnoxious in the theater, and Steve when puny Steve Rogers before he goes through the whole Captain America thing, you know he's telling, can you be quiet? Can you? And and the guy takes him out in the back and he's just wailing on him. Just you were gonna, the when crap. you said in the theater, I'm thinking, okay, it's not the one I'm thinking of. I mean, it is, but it I thought is. you were gonna say in the theater, and then we went, oh, no, we no, took no, him no. out back. I'm like, yeah, that can. Yeah, no, it. took him in the alleyway, and this sure. this big bully is just beating the crap out of him. And and and, he, and he's like, you know, you had enough, and, he, and he's like, no, I, I could do this all day. And then you get to the scene where Iron Man just, just beating the him. crap out of him, just yeah. and they're just pounding away at each other, and you know he's down, and and they both go down, they're smashed up to hell, and and Bleeding. then and then he's like, Some blood actually, yep, yeah, like blood coming out, and he's like, do you, you give up yet? I don't remember how he says it. He's like, you give up yet? Or something, yeah, something. Yeah, and, he, and he comes up, he puts his oh, fist up, almost exactly the same way he does in the first Captain America movie. He's like. I can do, do this, this all, all day. day. Like, yeah. Yeah, you could. Yes. And I would watch you do it all day. <laughs> that is. That is. Was that your From scene? the boxing part of it. Well, the yeah, movie. right, right. It's like that. That's just a great line. It's yeah. Just, uh, like you're just getting killed. But that was my. And, like, and the like, moment, the moment they said that in yeah, that scene. Well, and I remember it from the trailer too. But the moment they said it in the movie, I was like, "That's exactly." I gotta go back and watch the first Captain America now because I think that's exactly yeah. like it word was. for word and exactly how he's standing. It was. And the, yeah. I mean, it was exactly the same line you mm -hmm. did because I remember I love that line from the. 
I've used yeah. it before. Yeah. Like I've, when we talk about when you use movie quotes, that's when you're, one that's when you're arguing with your kids. You arguing with the kids. Well, I, I can do this all day. Yeah, when, you, when you're just getting like, the, <laughs> like even when you're just having a bad day, it's right. just like you're just like life. I can I can do this all day. Yeah. Like, but that's another like thing getting... that Russo brothers do well because because if you watch the Winter Soldier, it's full of references to the first Avenger. I had it here. <laughs> like, I had Somebody him on the ropes. I'm with you till the end of the line. <laughs> it's full of references. Even when Bucky falls from the train and then when Captain America falls, falls from the helicarrier. It's such a great movie. <clears throat> I think they'll do an amazing yeah. job with the Infinity War. I trust them completely. I have no reason to doubt. Like, you are more, because you know the comics, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm just, I'm paying my whatever... 15 bucks or whatever oh, it is and my butt will be able to see showing it. up and I'm like hey wow me and yeah. these have been wow you know well that's what we said I don't remember if we were recording when we said it earlier that when we went when we went to see um, Batman Superman I left that one going okay I've seen Batman Superman when we left this one Pat you and I were at this one together we left this one I was like when can we see this again? Yeah. Like, I was ready to see this yeah. again. Whereas and Batman I Superman, guys, I was like, like yeah, I, I've, I've seen it. Fact, I'm good. I'll, I'll buy it on DVD. But I think after watching this, I have absolutely no real desire to watch the, the Batman mm-hmm. Superman again. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Like, I don't know. I'll own it it's when it comes Wayne, out. And right. I remember when we did that podcast, mm-hmm. we were like, we enjoyed it, but we had trouble saying what we actually yeah, liked. Like, specifically, like, what, what did you like? Specifically? Yeah. And I was like, eh. we struggled to find things mm-hmm. we liked about it, but we said we enjoyed it. And I'll still have to go with the fact that I believe that I enjoyed it at the time. Mm-hmm. But me seeing this movie makes me hate that. That's why I kept bringing it up earlier right. because it actually makes me hate that movie more. This, because it was this always movie your, is what that one should have been. Exactly. Because the challenge again is how do you make two, you know, good guys or yeah. good characters turn on each other? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And it was like they had the chance to do it and they failed, mm-hmm. in my opinion, in Batman Superman. And they just hit this one out of the park and just did an awesome job of everything fitting into to place as yeah. much as it could possibly in this type of, in any type of That movie. one had two villains and it didn't really and it work. Didn't and this one, this one did, almost like didn't even need a villain. That, well, it I like that it, it seesawed back and forth. I mean, Zemo, you can't say that Zemo was really a bad guy because he had his logic too. They all did. And even, and, and even, you almost even, didn't even, even need even him. Scarlet, like it would have been fine. You know, Scarlett Johansson's case, she, right. she, same thing. Like she, and then had that moment where she let them go. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, She's you're not going to stop, like are you? Let's be honest. You can't trust her. You can never trust her. But it was her. like, you're not going to stop. You know, like, this isn't going to end yeah. right here. Yeah. You, you, you have, must have your reasons type of yeah. thing. Like, they knew each other, know that he's a good guy, and he has his reasons behind just protecting Bucky. And it was mm-hmm. like, and kind of a little bit of what Stark probably has fed us is a little bit of not exactly the truth, 100% or not, like, enough to, to make us really fight this fight. So go ahead, take the job, you know. And, and then people turned on each other. You know, like, right. everybody at some point, even not everybody, but, like, there was little compromises here or there because again, you never had two sides that were a hundred percent at each other. Mm-hmm. But it was more believable than what they were supposed to do with Batman and Superman, where right. it was supposed to be a hundred. He hates them so bad he wants to destroy. So I, I just think it was, yeah. I would probably yeah. jump. I'm gonna go off the. It's gonna be a funny, a funny quote. I think the Manchurian Candidate one. I just yeah. really appreciate that quote. <laughs> the one. That there great. were a lot of great one-liners. In oh, there's yeah. a lot. Does anybody else on our team have any fantastic powers that uh, they haven't revealed yet? <laughs> I'm up for suggestions. Yeah. After Ant Man, after Giant Man, he's big. He's big now. War Machine said, or guys, Tony, he's big. He's big. He's big now. Or he, yeah. or he throws it's that truck. So yeah. He throws great. the truck and he's like, I'm gonna throw this truck and then you throw oh, that and, it'll, it'll, it. and he throws it and it explodes. He's like, ah, 
crap, I thought that was a water truck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what was the thing when Spider-Man came by and Winter Soldier and Falcon are, like, laying, like, web? Everybody's or, got a gimmick now. Yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're, like, both on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Or you couldn't have done this earlier? Yeah, you couldn't have done this earlier. I hate yeah, you. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, like, tries, he tries to punch him and he grabs him and he's like, you, you've got a metal Bucky. arm? That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I think he says awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah, but every line between Bucky and Falcon, it's just Barris. It's yeah. either with the seat, can you put your seat up, or mm-hmm. couldn't have done this earlier. That was the Or we are supposed to be good now. To Bucky, you have a metal arm? That is awesome, dude. See, that's like a line meant for Pat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the word awesome in there, I thought of that yeah. when he said that. I, I like, did like that line. line. That was like, a pretty good line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, there's so many lines. Out the differences. I'm just mad at all of them. Hey, man, you know what? Quote right out of Shakespeare oh. here. All will be punished. I mean, I'm just there mad you. at everybody. That's my favorite part <laughs> of the movie. They're all a bunch of morons. That's all. I'm here's, just... here's, my, here's one of my other favorite parts of this movie. Uh, are, are you Tony Stank? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's name says that's going to stick table or four, something like that. Yeah. Say it's like it's table four, stick. two, Tony uh-huh. Stank by the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's him. Tony Stank right here. <laughs> I'm not gonna forget that. I'm gonna okay, I have to go. go. I have yeah. to go with the mom line when Steve's talking to Bucky and he's asking him, "Who's Bucky? Who Bucky? Who's Bucky? Am I talking to right now?" And he says, "Your mom's name is Sarah." And Falcon then goes, "So we're supposed to be good now?" And I told you yeah, guys, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I know it's probably not true, but I wanna believe that it's such a nitpicking to Batman versus Superman when they say Martha and everything is good. So Bucky says, your mom name is Sarah, and they're supposed to be good now. So you think that's it's like definitely a, you, my favorite line. Wait, did you see, you think it's a, like, they're kind of, like, making fun of that? Yes, Batman. I believe that. I totally, I totally believe this. this. It's very coincidental, it's if, if nothing else. Yeah, I was, that's very, I, I was bursting that's good. out laughing I, so I, I, I much. Said, I, I said timing-wise, I don't know if that would have worked out, like, between... But that would what, so when awesome. Batman vs Superman <laughs> came out and made. when it was being made, yeah. I don't know if timing wise that would that work out. Good. But man, maybe like maybe it was a reshoot or something that they yeah. did because like because if you're writing, it that, is you could it put is a reference in that if you're like thinking okay, it is Batman pretty great. Destroyed it. It was a horrible thing, and they're thinking like me with the whole Martha line. You go, hey, let's put this in. I, yeah. I can see. I never thought of that. It's good. It's good. All right, Jeff. Did we get your quote? Um, I'm trying to. F- He's find asking it. on Google. <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> Not on Google. Um, I'm on Bing. Hey, it was uh, the, the quote again was points to one of his blasters. Is, uh, um, points one of his blasters with Captain America, Iron Man. So stay down. Final warning. I can do this all day. That's yeah. <laughs> so what it was. Yeah. Um, I, I, when Cap was talking about Bucky, and uh, and he says something like, "He's my friend," and so then and it. then uh, Iron Man's response was, uh, "So was I." I thought like I heard that. I was just like. That's like that, I, that hurts more than any punch <laughs> that's going to be thrown. But don't you think they did it differently for the trailer and for the movie? Because it, in the movie, to me, it sounded more cold. But in the trailer, he was like regretting, like, but so was I. Yeah. It sounded totally different in the movie than it was in the trailer. It, it was a deep line, and it was. And the cool thing about the and the cool thing about the mask, and I'm going to come back to to um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is the cool thing about when he's in the Iron Man mask, you get just a total close-up of his face. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even though he's looking at the cool heads-up display, they they have to emote in there. And the mm-hmm. way when he delivers that line, it's just, you're right, and you can, which, which emotion is it we can, you know, uh, debate for forever. But yeah, that was, a, that was a powerful line. And the fact, yeah, that was cool. 
Yep. There's I'm trying to look up, I can't find here. It's the one where he's like, he's like, I just I just want to punch you in those perfect yeah. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, he was just going sometimes, teeth. sometimes, and yeah. then Tony goes, sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. <laughs> I I did i I liked, you know, the one-liners were great, but I did like those moments of sentimentality between the factions. When like, uh when uh Bucky's my friend. Not, not so was I. Are we? Well, that was what are I we, just said. Black Widow at the, at the are funeral. We, are we still? Oh, no, I, was, I was thinking of the. Are we still friends? Well, you know, depends on how hard you hit me. <laughs> <laughs> but when uh, when he says to her, you know, I can't sign, I, I can't mm-hmm. sign it. She goes, I know. He says, Why are you here? She goes, Because I don't want you to be alone right now. Yeah. Or, or that whatever that, that moment was. was. I was just like, like, oh, I just hit the table. Pat, I take it all back. Take it all back. Another line that I really enjoyed. It gets to that heart where, you know, which makes the the battle later, like, you know, like, we have to stand by this now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, at one point it was like, I'm yelling at you, I'm mad at you, whatever. The fact that they actually start fighting, it takes on a whole new level of, of brutality because you have all these other moments where, yeah, we're arguing, we're not getting along over this thing, but we still care about each other. To have to, you know, be so... Uh, then entranced in your convictions to have to physically attack each other because you can't back down I think just you know brings that brings the physical battle to a whole new level both a bunch of them I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm angry first I was horrified <laughs> when I saw it now I'm angry at them for doing that <laughs> I mean I'm just like I'm just really you guys are going to sit here and fight I'm just now I'm angry I'm angry right now I just I am after hearing that quote like this is the first time like watching that movie I was horrified I was in there horrified like no like no and but now that's what the that, movie is supposed like, to do you are supposed to feel I know, this emotion I know I love it I love it I haven't even seen it the second time I hate it but I love it there you go I mean when you just said that quote I'm just like nah, you, you nah, feel better now now I'm mad yeah well I'm angry okay well but that's, see that's why I love Hulk and my first comment after the movie was. I'm mad at Marvel for putting me in this position. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. That's yeah, right. I remember you saying that. That, like, that was the first thing I thought when I walked. I'm like, oh, just why would you make me have to be in the middle of this? Like, I just wanted to scream at these guys, cut it out. You're better than this. Yeah. <laughs> just we, need, we need a Nick Fury. Here's, here's, right yes, now. we need a Nick Fury. Here's the cop. Here's it the was quote. weird. I started shouting Martha at the screen. Tony, start, Tony started talking to Peter Parker. Got a passport? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't even have a driver's license. You ever been to Germany? No, you'll love it. I can't go to Germany. Why? I got homework. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that. I'll pretend you didn't say that. Yeah, and then, and then when he looks at Aunt May and says, "I'm having a hard time believing she's someone's aunt." Right. I'm just like, yes. Or they, they, when they're in his bedroom and he's like, so but what's, you, what, come in what's your name? Like, uh, sizes, you know? yeah. I know. He's like, what's your name? Spiderling? Spider Boy? He's like, Spider Man? He's like, not in this onesie. You're not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. yeah. You can see it. And then he walks this? out he's like, it's not a onesie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think maybe I we like need the to get. Goggle get... eyes on that thing. Yeah, too. I know that. <laughs> Looks like swimming goggles. The suit was like goggle eyes. All right. I think we need, we need to give Pat some time to kind of handle his anger and. And uh, process this a I little bit. I told you I'm Team Hulk. See, I, that's the okay. thing. That's my well, that's, I, I'm, just, I'm always angry. That's fine. I'm still, I, I'm still, still Team Scarlet. I can't even, I can't even talk. I can't like even Steve. talk. You're yeah. Steam what? I'm, I'm Steam. <laughs> All righty. So if you are angry at the movie for putting you in that position, if you are Team Scarlet, or if you're Team Hulk, or not Scarlet Witch, but Scarlet Team Bucky. Team Bucky, whatever. Whatever team you're on. Whatever team you're on, feel free to give us a call or you let us know. 
Um, you can reach us at 30podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can head over to our website, 30podcast.com. We're on Twitter, at 30podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30podcast. And we are on Stitcher, the Satchel Podcast Player, Google Play Podcasts, iTunes, and you can just listen to us directly on 30podcast.com. Next time around, next week, come on back, and we will have to decide between Team Fast Eddie and Team Vince when we take a look at The Color of Money. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, you can go back to mowing your lawns now if you, if you paused. But um, thanks, Val. Thanks, Kevin. All the other people mowing the lawns. Yards look great. Yeah, guys, awesome. Might want to put down some of uh, the, uh, you know, the 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 weed weed feed stuff. No, <laughs> you killed it. I killed it. <laughs> oh. that, that comment killed it. That, that comment. Out. That comment alone. That was a proverbial straw in the camel's back. It's okay. not even worth going back to the other, uh, other episodes to. It's kind of over. Stop listening now. now. It's fine. Seventy is where we. Pat, Pat, pound the table for us. I can't. I just Do it. One more time. There we go. All right. Everybody else, have a good night. Love you guys. Good night. Awesome, dude.